This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know what I know. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. This one's certain to be unhinged. Uh, we are dealing with the WSOP hangover, and uh, yeah, pre-production is is. I, I honestly, I think we might start a Patreon and just put the pre-production behind the wall mm-hmm. because <laughs> oh man, it's, it's too can't. unhinged to put out publicly. Like oh. we'll get canceled instantly for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's too gold to not put out at all. Oh, I, I think like this has to be the plan. The like, problem is we can't. Yeah. Why? Because well, you can still get canceled. Yeah, we used too many days. Not that we're saying anything that's cancelable. Uh, it's it's all Conrad. It is all Conrad. He's, he yeah. can't be canceled. Was, but you know, normally it's not. No, it's always you. Oh my god! It's always Conrad ever. saying things that shouldn't be said. And hey, I'm man. speaking my mind. You know? It's like you're two people. Hey, like I'm not saying anything. I'm just speaking my mind. There's one here. person when like you refer to yourself as I slash me, and then there's a second version of you that only refers to yourself as Conrad. Well, there's two versions. Versions of you. That's no, who he is. it's always just Conrad. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think maybe we just like let him and Jamin chop it up and stuff it behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna pay Jamin or no? Nah, he just he just he just wants to speak, man. He just wants to get his he just thoughts wants his out. Voice to be heard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, we don't really have anything special <laughs> planned today. I want to talk baseball, so we'll yeah. get into that a little bit later. Uh, don't boo. you fucking boo. boo. Yeah. Don't Yay, you fuck- baseball. I will Yay. direct this conversation at you and you alone okay. if you keep it up. Do it. Wait, can we just put pictures of people that were in the All-Star game and Melissa can judge them? No. Okay. That was uh, that's, they, they wear helmets. There's nothing to judge. Helmets and hats. Really, okay. really reduces. Uh, besides, we've already gone through this. This is what the entire pre-production conversation was. Hillary Swank versus Jennifer Gardner. They're the same person. Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? I haven't. You ever seen them in the same movie? Nope. Same human being. For sure. Clones. This is how I know that the sim exists. And that we're all just aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been known that. Got my first pedicure yesterday. Oh, man. Don't know how this happened to... Honestly, it was, it was very... <laughs> Shout out to Jamin. He sends a super chat. He goes, you honkies can't cancel me. <laughs> I like when people want us to read their comment. They just give us money. He's not wrong. It, it is really sharp on both ends. Uh, I don't know how this happened. This, uh, either Danielle secretly listens to the show. Oh. For those of you who don't know, that's my best friend who claims that she's never watched a single second of this, and I believe it. Uh, Either she's secretly watching the show, or we are actually in a sim, and, you know, whatever you speak into existence just happens. She's definitely watching. She's watching right now. She just would never give you the moment of satisfaction to let you know that she watches the show. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think you're right. I'm 100% right. Because when I say... Hi, Danielle. When I say... (laughs) Yeah. When I say some fucked up things about the World Series, yep. she'll just like kind of hint around and just be like, well, if you have a complaint, just write it down. <laughs> like, there's a suggestion box uh, for you. What are you implying here? Yeah. Uh. Um, so I, t- I took my, my uh, hardened feet, so to speak, 
to get a pedicure yesterday, oh God, and they were so gross. they were exactly as I said. Oh God, they're they're beautiful feet. Oh, no. oh no. no! We're gonna oh, shave. I don't mind this, honestly. Honestly, she she turned the video on too. Melissa turned the video on too late. The first foot was way worse. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't find it that gross. I don't know. It was. It was. I don't uh, mind it. It was. I don't even know that it was necessary to be honest. Just that was. Skin. That was 30 years of athleticism that just got shaved right <laughs> off of me. I'm yeah, a pound lighter. How do you feel now? Fine, the same. I think it's massively overrated. Do they feel like smoother? So and smooth. Yeah. Smooth as a baby's bottom. Yeah, right. So what, what's it? Why is it overrated then? That they feel nice. Uh, well, the cows weren't bothering me at all, and they I don't gonna, know. I imagine they were there for a reason. When you, well, you don't run, but oh, the fuck I don't. You run? You think the fuck he does? I got another twenty years in me before you I run? start slowing down. He doesn't run. Oh, he yeah, runs run. nowhere. I run. No, yeah, where? Don't. When I play pickleball. <laughs> lot of That's, lot of lateral movement, yeah, you know. Right. I mean, you don't like, like run. Like you don't go for a run. No. Uh, no. I'm not interested in beating the pavement. No. Right. But right. Yes. Of have, course, you move. I understand I that. You. <laughs> I, I will be getting you into exercise. more. exercise. I'm working on a, a cut phase right now, so I'll be getting into more cardio at the gym. Yeah. We'll what are you doing, supposed to? What are you supposed to weigh at the end of it? Um, I'm less concerned with weight and more concerned with body fat percentage, but I think I'll probably get down to about 185. So 10 pounds lighter than me. Yeah. Mm. I'm like 190-ish now. How do we weigh the same? We don't. You weigh more than me. This is all in his fingers. <laughs> yeah, it is. His stubby fucking fingers. <laughs> Look at his fingers. Uh, Look, he's got stubby hands. I, you, know, <laughs> you can't call them stubby, Yes, man. you can. They're I like big compact. Hands. No. I, you're right, though. I do have a lot of palm. That's what I mean. You can have big hands and have stubby. It, you have stubby fingers. It definitely yeah. does. My, my fingers definitely disproportional have, to your to your palm. Well, they're not. No, the hand looks normal and fine. It's just I have <laughs> oh. a lot of palm, which yeah, for well, athletics is a bad thing. Like I can't palm a basketball, and I didn't get a lot of whip when throwing because I don't have long fingers. Like, have you ever look at Pedro like, Martinez's fingers? It, I have nice fingers. He has like he, no he has palm. Pianist fingers. He's just all fingers. He's just all fingers. Like, you know, how does a 5'9 guy throw 96? Well, he has fingers the size of a seven foot giant. And it's just like all that whip that it you reminds get. me of when Mark, Marco Rubio told Trump that he had small hands. He's like, I don't think they're small. I don't think they're small. <laughs> they're <a bit> small. <laughs> Girls I, look at hands, guys' hands, and feet. Mostly their hands. Sometimes feet. Sometimes feet. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, just saying size thirteen see, out there for like, all the you have all the people wondering. See, like you have stubbier fingers than I do. Like my you hands have, are like you just have, have bigger hands than me. Period. Yeah, but he has he has lean fingers. Like he has long, long skinny fingers. That's like OBGYN fingers. My mom literally. My mom used to say this like when we were kids. Like she'd be like to my friend. My friend had really long fingers. My best friend. She was like. You have like an OBGYN fingers. Okay, <laughs> I, don't I was like, think, what's that? And I think your mom is out of pocket here. Oh, absolutely, always out of pocket. She <laughs> because she's never in the pocket. In a, she was never inside of. There has never been a time I, when I'm, she was in a pocket. I'm relatively confident that uh, part of becoming an OBGYN is not having a certain finger type. Well, she seems to think otherwise. <laughs> I think OBGYN is code for OBGYN a good time. OBGYN fingers. <laughs> 
You said that to my eight-year-old friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. So uh, would you ever go back and get another pedicure? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I. You enjoyed it? No. I've never. I've no. never gotten. No. You didn't enjoy it. I, I don't did. know. I, oh, I definitely did. I, I liked the wax. So did I. They didn't even use the cheese. You know, she said she picked up my foot and said, "What's so clean?" <laughs> yeah, we both had smashed toe. You I don't know how smashed. yours was so clean. I've seen the bottom of your feet before. Well, that's like workout barefoot. <laughs> right, right. But they were clean. I had just showered. Okay. They caught you at a good time. Yeah. But no calluses. I, I, I almost jumped into a whole another conversation, a side convo that's been going on in our group chat, and I'm not going to go there. Uh, oh. the, 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 the pre-wash, you know. Don't... We're not. We're gonna stick a pin uh, in there. Sink wash. No, no. You yeah, have to yeah, go. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you need the Patreon for that one. Yeah. That. See, I'm, I'm starting. By the way, guys, it's not my sink wash. Yeah. Like, now like, we have to say a little bit. It's not me that's washing in the sink. It was somebody else, it and was, it's a running joke now. Okay, we don't even know that it happened, but it's, you know. yeah, no one knows if it happened. It's or been not. confirmed. It's no, like yeah, sure somebody walked in, and you know there was just a lot of splashing taking place. The Irish. Did you it's guys like hear splash? You know what right. happened. If, if you know it happened, it happened. But if you don't, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I am really starting to see the vision for the Patreon account. By yeah. the way, like yeah. it's, it's, it's becoming quite clear to me. Right. What all we're gonna do is just release our group chat. Yes. We're, we're not even gonna talk. We're just gonna put it out in text. Yeah, in a transcript. <laughs> yeah, and then do the voices. Um, <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't worth a hundred dollars. I don't think. Uh, that was expensive for a pedicure. I, I also would never do much. it. By myself, like wait, they charge you a hundred? Yeah, it was expensive. Like, well, it was like seventy-five plus seventy-five tip. plus tips. So and six cheese, the cheese yeah. grater on me. I That's gave how much money. it cost for me to get my fake nails and my toes done at the yeah, place I Yeah, it's because your feet to. were just nasty. No, everybody paid the same. Well, no, but same. the place I go to. Right, it's like, no, the same as charge you a lot dumb. more. <laughs> no, nah, most places charge twenty dollars extra for men. You can see why. It wasn't that bad, Jesus. That was fun. I would do it again, a hundred percent. I, I, I would do it time. again in a group just because yeah. it was nice company, I guess. Yeah. I was getting antsy towards the end. With like when Landon hadn't been started yet. Oh, yeah. And I was already like air drying. I'm just yeah. like, all right, can we get Bro, that's because I had to wait for you guys. They didn't have enough people. I understand. It's not your fault. I know, but we're not blaming fault. you. <laughs> I'm blaming them. It feels like I'm being blamed here, you and are. I don't like it. It's your fault. You should have done better. Yeah. <laughs> when are you ever going to meet expectation? <laughs> okay, dude, it's been a long disappointment. I know, man. It's been a while. Apply dude. yourself. I've been trying. I, I was. I've been trying. You know, I tried, get out of the lab. Get on the streets. I tried. I tried shot taking again. It, it didn't go well. Mm. Shot taking a I, ran, I played. I played too good again. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Last night, Landon texted me. I'm like three quarters asleep in bed, and he's like. Man, I hate when big shots don't work out. And no context what whatsoever. I'm just like, what? And then he sends me a screenshot of a hand that he played at 10 KNL on WSOP. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like him, Barry Greenstein, and a couple others. And it's him just running it with threes on an ace-high board. <laughs> as, as the standard cooler. Standard. So he defends button with threes <laughs> and gets checked to on an ace-high board. He just runs it, and the guy calls with ace-queen, which ultimately is top two. And he's just like, shocker, the sim loves this. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, maybe when we have one buy-in, we don't rocket it off with seventh pair. I don't know. I love when Landon says, I got deuces a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you just know what he means. My, my first, my first uh, three hands in the main this year was literally deuces, deuces, deuces. It was literally my favorite no. text ever. It was I, just started I kept getting deuces, and normally the machine loves rocketing off deuces <laughs> because you don't block their hands that are going to fold later. So you're basically value bluffing, and then sometimes you turn a deuce. So every hand is just me getting checked to and running it with deuces and sometimes getting calls, but this uh, is... Hanks was good, right man. all along. Those mallards, man. That's yeah. the way to go. Yep. Yeah, you've no set, no bet is the right way to go. That's the life I live. That is definitely the life I live. I see no set, bet, bet, bet. You know, yeah. you guys see no set, no bet, not me. You know, if you ever, if you ever think I don't have a bluff in a spot, just be like, oh, he's got deuces. We, and just, no come one out, ever just come talk to the tortoise. I'll tell you how to play deuces. The, yeah. tortoise, the, guy, the tortoise's guide to deuces. Nobody's yeah, ever been in a river decision versus you facing all in saying like, you know what? I just don't think Landon bluffs here. I'm going to fold good hand. I'll say it, man. Chewie said that to me once. And like, he knows how I play pretty intimately. Sure. Right? Like, he just knows how I kind of play and goes, yeah, I just don't think you're a bluff in this spot. Wow. And that was just like, I was like, this is so disrespectful. You were so insulted. That was so insulted. He's actually, he set your career back five years by making that one innocent <laughs> little comment. <laughs> because now weird. he's, now Landon's determined to find bluffs on the 999 <laughs> deuce three board. Yeah. Ace four, baby. He's tried so many times to get somebody off of a goddamn nine or an over pair. <laughs> I'm not getting someone to full quads, my G. You tried though. You've tried. <laughs> No, I, I call it growing up, man. I remember on the bubble of the 3K this year, uh, I had a hand where I was like stone bubble. I opened ace four diamonds covering. Board runs out. <clears throat> Queen, eight, 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 seven. And I was like, wow, I have ace four. I have a hand that would love to go all in. But you know what? He's not going to fold a queen. So I check. I need a queen. Yeah. And I was like, this is growing up. Yeah. <laughs> this is what getting Good becoming job, a, this is what becoming an adult is like. Yep. Yeah. Discipline. I have a lot of those talks with myself on the river where I go, okay, I have a pretty good bluff catcher here. Um, you know, I want to call. <laughs> because that's just my inherent nature is I can't win the pot if I don't call. Right, you can't win if you fold. Right, so it's like, I really want to call. Let me search for all the reasons of how. Right. How much value does he have? And I'll start counting and it'll be like, <laughs> oh, that's like 18 combinations of value. Shit. <laughs> okay, well, he bet pot, so he needs to have like nine bluffs. So let me find the bluffs. And they're not immediately there, right? So it's like... Uh -huh. Yeah, do you have when to you like... Have to, when you have to really dig in the crevices of your brain yeah. to find yeah. them, it's... Yeah. So I start getting creative with it. It's you like, okay, well, you know... Obviously, deuces through fours are bluffing here. That's 18 combos alone. Uh, hey, welcome to my let's say, let's say he only has those in quarter combos. All right, so now I need to find four more. Well, let me see. Well, Jack 10's nothing. I mean, he might get here with I Jack mean, 10. 8 some... 3 off is nothing. Jack, Jack 10 was a backdoor straight draw on the flop. He obviously wasn't folding it there. And uh, I only bet small on the turn, so maybe he double floated me with an overcart. Yeah, yeah, I think he has Jack 10 suited here in enough call. Call! Set. Nuts. Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's like, like me when I get to River and it's like I could check back and give up. But that's no. usually not going to happen. Giving up's for cowards. Yeah, so then I'm just like, <laughs> in my, there's a part of, it's like the angel and the devil, and it's like, he's not going to fold top pair. Not going to fold it. Then it's just like, 2x pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, my body does something different than my brain. Let's just see. Yeah, and snap. Top pair. There was okay, a, yeah, nice hand. There was a hand I played at some point over the summer where 
we landed on turn and I had an open ended to the nuts on a two tone board. And the way the hand probably plays in theory is it mixes between folding and raising. But it was just an instance where it was like, I definitely have like decent implied odds here if I call and hit. And uh, I basically what I'm saying is I think he's strong enough that a raise drastically underperforms. Uh-huh. And I don't want to fold because I think I have enough implied. Of course. Where uh, if I get there, I'm going to get at least another riverbed on the river, if not a check raise. So I call and then I whiff and now uh-huh. I'm holding like six high. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, we had the conversation on the turn. You are going to check this. And you're going to show it down and lose with pride mm-hmm. because like the flush card filled it. And I had the opportunity to bluff. And I was like, no, don't do it, man. Well, I have <laughs> you, six high. You knew you were strong <laughs> on the turn. You just have six high. It's not going to fucking work. Don't punt this opportunity. And I check and the man like tanks and gives me this hard look in the face and then checks back a set. And I was like, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy right yeah. now. There, there is... Discipline is very important. Discipline. It is. Discipline's very important, but this, I know the feeling because, like, when you take a line normally, that doesn't happen much on, like, a flop or a turn. On river, barring the integrity of the board staying the same, like, no flush comes in, yeah. no board pair comes in, Bricks. you are supposed to run the block. Right. But that is terrifying when you get called. So, poker's hard, well, it's also poker's that scary. People <laughs> are, um, like, if you overbet the turn and they call, like, you have to call cutoff versus big blind, it's like they probably just have a hand they're going to call river with. If well, honestly, breaks. like, I, I think the easiest way to examine those spots is if you actually, obviously, you can't do it in real time, but if you look at, like, those overbet nodes on the turn, and then look at how the opponent is supposed to respond. Right. Like in equilibrium and look at like where the fringe lies yeah. to meet MDF. And then now revert back to the live scenario. Yes. And just look the guy in the face. Yes. And say like, how often is this man peeling with bottom pair here versus the overbet? He's not. Yeah. Just like know that he's not. It's he's like, not. oh, I bet he's overfolding to this bet. Yes. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't run it right. on the river. Like he's, if he's getting to the river, he's probably going to call you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unless the dwarf changes, then maybe not. Yeah. It's tough. Cause like when you do have like some of the back end data stuff, when you look at like online things and things of that nature, most people don't call river enough. So if you're bluffing, it's probably a good idea. But then again, there are some spots where bluffing doesn't work and shouldn't work and in practice is a bad spot too and sometimes you uh you remember that like you're playing in someone especially at higher stakes that is like if you consider them like a rag or like have some form of respect for their play style mm-hmm. you'll kind of realize okay they're going to be continuing wide enough here they're going to be continuing this that and the other and then like the edge is kind of figuring out okay where is the overfold happening is it happening turn is it happening river is it happening flop and then making those judgment calls is really tough when you're playing for lots of money and you're running zero EV bluffs because yeah. in practice, bluffs are never really zero EV. They're either like winning a lot. Really? There's like a spectrum not, of losing a lot yeah. to winning a lot. In order lot. to be zero EV, they have to be calling correctly. Right. So by default, like as is human nature, things are not inherently zero. But in theory, they, they're zero, but yeah. you're not playing the machine in the moment. 
there was this gradient scale of is this bluff winning a lot is this bluff losing a lot and then you have to kind of intuit and find out for yourself where that lies because also if you don't bluff then they can start folding and then you're the idiot but if they yes. do call you correctly you yeah feel like but the here's idiot. the thing man you've built up enough cachet like both of us we could go a decade face we could go a decade in the live venue without having enough bluffs in any of the notes you could say it out loud like you are I'm now I, I, yeah I'll you guys will you. get paid off like 100 percent will get called by the right bluff yeah. catchers you guys and conrad you guys will always get paid. <laughs> no me and tortoise like it's nope. a, for me yeah. it's like people are either always calling me or they're never calling me yeah <laughs> right it's like, very polarizing yeah lamana is like getting over folded to by probably 25 percent. i should be, I should be blasting board. off <laughs> you should be running it yeah. on every but the thing board. is right. is the reason he's getting over folded to is because he doesn't know what the bluff node looks like right so That's he can't weird. find those candidates and like when he does bluff yeah it works but it's because he spent so much time cherry picking out this one moment in, in, <laughs> the tournament in a large... not change we should change like for one day we just change brains and we play like a tournament yeah where you, you guys play would the... we both win we finish one and two no but the thing is you wouldn't because <laughs> you would, you be would get adjusted to, to very quickly yeah right like That's when you're aggression the reason why you get over folded to is because your aggression factor is so low That's whenever true. it Goes up. They'll see the tortoise going competent. too fast. People will start guys, asking questions. You guys are making a lot of assumptions about my game. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we actually are. Yeah, it's not like I you guys have seen. I played enough in the in the yeah. in the only friends home game. We to played. Know. We, played, like, we played twenty hands. I need, 20. and I think you would be the perfect person to do this. I need a like whale simulation game, where and like, I'm the whale. Yeah, because you know how to play, like you know whale style. Yeah, you did that in the you were. I, I gotta tell limp, you, I, that was stuff and I whatever. felt very bad of doing it. He calls it, it whale style. I need, I need like a simulated whale game mm. where everyone's just playing insane and crazy and like. I, I could do that. I, I used to do this uh, way back in the day to like try to get better, I guess. But I would play micros online. Well, relative micros, like ten cent, twenty five cent, and I would play. I would only play over better check strategies so mm -hmm. i would only bet like pot and On a half slots. or check for any 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 street any street okay uh so i would start by like opening 5x pre and then whenever i would get action i would only play over better check and back then i it was shocked uh, i was shocked like how much it showed me with regard to let's call them pain thresholds right like um because you would basically split the pool into two types. The, the table captain type that was going to put an end to what, your nonsense and just like look you up really light. Yeah. And then the other type that was just going to like massively overfold and try to find better spots. Wait for the nuts. Yeah. So it was just like I would compartmentalize my, my lines basically into hands that had equity I would overbet and hands that were like really low equity I would just like shut down with. Uh, and when I say equity, I wasn't that particular. Like a gut shot was good gut enough. Shot, over yeah. cards were good enough. Whatever. And you kind of rode the dragon a little bit because you know you'd catch a nine high board and just go pot and a half all in with like king queen and sometimes you'd run into the guy who's just going to look you up with sixes uh -huh. and then other times you'd run into the guy who's going to like fold tens yeah so you know you kind of like rode the variance wave but all in all it resulted in like very clear paths to profit back when nobody had a clue of what was going on now obviously it's very different now but I think to your point, like it's a good thing to develop uh, a certain sense of tolerance to, I guess, because if we're in an environment where we're playing 
just high enough where the stakes matter to you, mm -hmm. but also low enough where uh, it's not going to break you. Yeah. Then you like I could just employ a big bet strategy the entire session and emotionally put you in a cage. Right. Right. Because like you're going to feel the, the, the thing is about poker that uh, I guess people don't really recognize is that the reason why bets function is because uh, a certain equity threshold is attributed to whatever size you choose. Right. So if you choose third pot, the equity threshold to continue is very low. Mm -hmm. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20%. If you choose pot and a half, the equity threshold goes way up, and now it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 40%, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't think quantitatively like that. We think uh, in very black and white metrics of, like, my hand ranks as such, right? So we just recognize that top pair breaks all thresholds, no matter what size you're facing. Right, good hand, bad hand, basically. Right, with, yeah. within, within a certain uh, level of, of comfort, right? Yep. But if I start 5x potting, there's still an equity threshold attached. Right. And it's still sub 50% because you're always getting laid a price on the pot, right? Mm -hmm. People don't recognize that though. They, they start thinking in terms of like, oh, well, versus this size, like I need a setter better to call, yeah. right? And now top pair shrivels up and it becomes the discomfort around risk, not actually the discomfort around the math. Right. And I think because that every like, pot is massive. Right. So I think these exercises are very helpful because what ends up happening is facing small bets, people play a very defaulted strategy. They don't think. They just say like, oh, small bet, equity, continue. Not recognizing that like it's going to be followed through with big bets later on. So now they take a bunch of hands that are supposed to continue for multiple streets and they, sh they shrivel up when the second big bet comes through because they haven't thought that far ahead. They, yeah. they think like, oh, this started with a small bet type of thing. Therefore, I'm just going to have a good price the whole way through. I'm going to realize my equity. Yeah. We're going to try to show this down because I play against cowards who are going to check too much. And sometimes that's true, right? But if you're against anybody competent, it's all just a setup. It's mm -hmm. a scam to get you yeah. to the next street yeah. where your equities plummet. Right. And now you're facing a very large bet and right. you have to try to partition out. It's a trap. You're yeah. Getting, you're getting trapped. It's like, oh, here's a small bet. Okay, big bet. Right. Mm -hmm. And now there's only one to come. So your equities are greatly reduced. Yeah. And now you have to figure yeah, out. Maybe you pick up a straight draw. Right. You know. Right. That's like the worst feeling you, in the I'll world. I'll lay you a price for that river. That's the worst <laughs> feeling in the world is when you float in through that pot where SPRs are relatively low. And you peel like the gin card. Yeah. Uh -huh. and you turn like an open-ended straight flush draw, but like you have unders. Yeah. And they just pot in a half all yeah. in. And they jam yeah. on and you. just like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. What, what did I do? Like, obviously the flop was a mistake. Yes. <laughs> now I have my gin card. I, I think another thing that like we don't examine enough, uh, and maybe this is something I should talk about off air first, because this is the first time I'm mentioning it to you guys. But uh, <laughs> sure, when we look at not? like equity calculations, oftentimes we're projecting that specifically eq not not ev um, uh -huh. we're projecting that out over the remaining streets right so like when we flop a flush draw and we look at the equity necessary to continue facing whatever size we're facing we just always say like oh flush draw is always going to have high enough equity yeah because it's you know close to 40 percent mm -hmm. but that's that's extrapolated out over two streets right if we know for a fact if we can predict that the next street is going to be uh, a high pressure bet situation mm -hmm. oftentimes the flush draw then in accordance to like i don't know if reverse implied odds is necessarily the right term i don't think it is uh but basically according to future price mm -hmm. right if we could average out the cost to get to river yeah now all of a sudden it's a lot greater right right but uh and, and i'm sure that uh i haven't looked deeply enough into this I, i'm sure the algorithm of solvers uh 
think this way because they're able to look at all future iterations. Yeah. So they're able to look at all the average turns and determine like where this where this uh, occurs. Right. Um, like there is a price where if you bet too much, the flush draws will fold. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. You just bet too much. It's like, oh, like, not worth it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like as humans, we don't really think very clearly in that spectrum, right? Mm. So you see flush draw good hand. I can make a flush. I call. Yeah. But yeah. really, it's like you have eighteen percent to hit that flush draw on the. Right. Turn. Right. Right. So, per street, basically. Yeah. If you're um, on the turn, like. To, to get to the river with a flush. Yeah, and that's not saying that, like, you know, suddenly you should start folding because obviously there are a lot of things can occur on the next street. They yeah. can check. Uh, they can choose a size that's that's a lot smaller, whatever the case may be. But yeah. it is something that, like, is calculated in the solve that we don't consider in real time, which is why a lot of people will, like, just choose to to kind of, like, replicate what each hand class wants to do yeah. according to the solve. Unless you, like, sort of are playing against a specific opponent slash whatever where you're like, okay, if I float, I'm going to get jammed on on the turn. And then mm -hmm. you start to like effectively think about, okay, is it worth floating here? Because if I do make my hand and a flush does complete, is this person going to then give me the value of my hand or are they going to check fold? Because if I brick, they're just going to pile it on me anyways and I can't yeah. continue. Yeah, but yeah, I think this mostly applies to live yeah. where we can kind of anticipate uh, based off of the character we're up against of course and yeah. the sizing that they're choosing we can pin them on a very specific class right. of hands right like you have a flush draw and somebody bets pot you're like okay they're gonna just giga bet the turn if the br yeah. turn's a brick yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you yeah, just yeah. tell like like flop comes out snap bet oh okay they're just and gonna they're bomb it again they're probably not gonna pay you if the flush comes exactly <laughs> flush comes in check yeah, yeah. I, I think those are, fold. yeah i think those are interesting spots in live where you can actually navigate the exploitative realm and say like oh this is a very obvious call in theory but like i'm probably torching in practice yeah um, at least by at least do a call because you never get to realize your second street correct we're like maybe yeah, yeah. you should play a razor fold strat yeah or like you just raise get it in if you have like two overs and a flush draw exactly or something. Right. exactly because otherwise you're gonna have to call off two overs and a flush draw versus a hand that's just better than yeah. you yeah I mean, sometimes where, you just want to see five yeah exactly yeah, yeah. we're like the machine would never play a hand in that way right, right because right. it's like i need to protect my range i need to have flushes on every on every sort of iteration of runouts but in certain situations, well, the, the thing the thing is of why you want to deviate from what the machine would do is because you're deviating with the rest of your hands as well. Yeah. When you face that pot size bet, like second pair isn't a good hand anymore. No, you just fold now. Right, you're often just going to fold. Even like some top pairs, like right. you know, there are just instances bad, yeah. where it's very clear on a nine high board. Your hand no good. Your hand's no good based off the action that took place in the character that you're up against. Yeah, it's like that's not I wasn't calling ten nine suited. To try to hit a pair versus right. kings. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not trying to spike two pair. I'm trying to make trips plus. Yeah. I'm I was trying to, to just straight. like outflop kings in a way where either they uh, give me all their money. Right. Or play passively enough <laughs> right. that I get to over-realize right. with the suited connection. I'm not trying to flop 10-6-4. I'm trying to flop 10-9-deuce. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's exactly. kind of the, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. There are little elements of bingo. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of elements of bingo because, like, when you know you're playing against a guy that has like a pretty nutty range, but like they do bet kind of too small. It's like, well, I have a good price. Like, let's just hope to beat kings. You're like, mm -hmm. let's yeah. hope an ace comes on the flop, and they check, and now you can like win the hand in a different way than you were intending to. But that's that's live live poker. We're giving away too much, man. <laughs> if no you guys want to know more about how to navigate these live streets. Check out the Academy. We still have four seats remaining for uh, September 8th through the 11th, all sold out for August. If you guys are interested in learning more, uh, this is a Poker Out Loud style Academy. <laughs> Head over to academy.solveforwide.io. Uh, again, four days, two games, two days of gameplay where you'll be playing Poker Out Loud style. 
with noise canceling headphones, basically explaining to us in real time why you're doing what it is you're doing. I, I say all this stuff and I'm still rocking off threes. Uh. Can't help himself. <laughs> Listen, man, you, some things are just empirically good or like bad from a theoretical sense. And it's hard to take away the crux at what made me good at poker, you know? Like, yeah, I get that. So it's not, at least in an online environment, like in a live setting where like you can look at someone and it's like, whoa, like, okay, this isn't going to work here because they called a big bet where it's only good hands. I think poker study is very similar to, uh, to like a business in a sense where <coughs> if you, if you have a business plan in, in place yeah. and you execute on it, uh -huh. then you have a certain expectation and results, right? right? But oftentimes those business plans uh, are only fleshed out to a certain degree of, of scale. Uh -huh. right? So then you get to this plateau point where it's like, okay, well, I would still like my business to grow yeah. and I need to figure out what's going to have the greatest returns. Is it going to be developing another vertical uh, path moving forward in the thing that I've already proven to be good at? Yeah. Or is it moving laterally into some ancillary spaces that could potentially bring greater revenue return or greater revenue return with lesser work, right? right? And I think poker strategy is very much the same. It's like, you are incredibly theoretical by nature. There aren't, you know, you know more spots. Well, I shouldn't say that, but you're confident in more spots yeah. than uh, the average person. Yeah, yeah. And even though there's infinite more to uncover, yep. uh, it seems to have like some level of diminishing returns, right? Yeah. So the question then becomes like, do you continue down that path and become the most theoretical player who's literally on self-discovery all the time and like trying to uncover nodes that nobody's looked at, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Or do you move laterally into some of the other soft skills right. that could potentially have a greater return, yeah. such as being able to recognize in real time that this ain't it. Right. Like this isn't the spot to do it. This yeah. guy's telling me what his hand is yeah. and I should just play accordingly. Right. Finding out the, will you get the results you want kind of game versus what is the black and white good poker sort of thing yeah and it's not easy because when you look at a game such as poker where you know what it is it's just like it's kind of a cop-out sort of like theory can kind of be a cop-out in a lot of in a lot of yeah. ways it's like you know the answer in theory it's like oh in theory a pure jam so you do so you do it and in theory it's good but like in practice it might not be good but then you can like kind of cope yourself to the bank of uh not having enough dollars yeah. because mm -hmm. you're really trying to run off bluffs where they just won't work but it's hard to know with a confidence degree because it's a math game there's well, pot odds involved it's easier to lean on a a certainty yeah then sort of like trust yourself in the moment and take in all the information that you can be it's easier to just like lean on the thing that you feel most certain about yeah well, it's also good to have positive feedback loops and theory acts as that yeah right? because like your results are going to vary based off of sheer variance right yeah but if you can double check against uh the quote-unquote answers in the back of the book and it confirms like you did nothing wrong and well, then you get to give yourself a pat on the back yeah. and say like, "Hey, I'm a little less rich today, but my ideas I'm a are a little correct. smarter." Yeah. yeah, like my well, it's true because after running the spot, like I learned something just from like when it comes to which which threes you use because it's not all threes because some threes are better than others. But you learn something, and that's that's nice. But you also pay a lot of money to learn something sometimes. <laughs> but it can be pricey. Poker's hard, man. And it's hard because sometimes, like, you think you're going to get called. And you're like, oh, I'm going to run this spot. I'm going to jam. and But no, he has it. And then you check back, and he has a hand that was, like, an auto fold. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. God, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Why did I not run this hand? Like, yeah. why did I not just run it? 
And it's like, well, you had information that said on a confidence degree that it's not going to work, but even though that's the case, sometimes it does. So it's a hard in-between of how much is this going to work, how much do I want it to work, and where do I fall in between? And it's a lot of mental anguish, but the machine lets you have copium. You know, the machine lets you be like, oh, this hand bluffs it off 30% of the time. You did it pure? Sure. It's losing a little bit, but it's a bluff. I don't, I don't like that you youngins don't sit up at night wide awake, laying in bed, <laughs> dreaming of Ace King and how you could play it differently. Like, yep. I don't like the fact that you guys get this copium. Lamana right. and I used to just sit and run hands through our head forever. Wow, you did your brains, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we literally had to, like, we had to examine all of the potential different ways that it could have played out. Oh, like, could I call here? Could I yeah, three I bet, call, that. four bet? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, just Should like... I bet bigger? Should like, I? literally examining yeah. all the different options that were on the table compared to the ones that we chose. Yeah. And trying to get to the, could the result have been different? Right? Yeah. And the yeah. more often we got yeses, the more often we were just like, okay, maybe we make a strategy adjustment, like, on the aggregate. Yeah. And that was our version of the machine. It was never precise. It was never even remotely accurate. And it never actually gave us the copium that we were looking for. Yeah. You just get to sleep easy. No, I you don't. Spent three <laughs> seconds <laughs> looking at the output, you go, no. yep, I was right. Good night. No, 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 no. <laughs> Every time these things happen, I think to myself, oh, look, here it is again. Another failed shot take, even though shot take was like a buy in and a half or whatever. It doesn't feel good to fucking lose. It feels fucking terrible, man. You sit there and you think, did I have to run it with threes? Like, should I have mixed for it? Should I not have mixed for it? It's like, who really knows? Because if it works out, like money dance, money everywhere, no problems. And that's kind of the nature of gambling in itself. And like why poker, there's gambling and there's smart stuff when it comes to theory and like having edge. But that also doesn't mean you get to win. You don't just yeah. get to win because you're... You know things. Hey, you want to be rich or you want to be right? Yeah, exactly. And currently, I'm fighting the battle of being right, but being right is a very, very poor man's task at the moment. <laughs> Everyone I know that's rich is not right. <laughs> None of them. Fuck, man. No, no. I want to be... I want to... Uh. Everyone that I know is rich studies like four hours a year and just like grinds. They just fucking show up and they win. They just show up every day, day in and day out. They... they Beat these poor recreationals over the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. And then they cash their check for seven figures. I see a lot of those in cash. Yeah. It's yeah. even worse than tournaments, for sure. What's like, it all for, man? If what? we look, if we look, uh, if we spent a year, or, or if we, at the end of the year, dissected all of the winners of MTTs in buy-ins 10K and below yeah. in the United States for the year, and what the, like, average ROI was of the winners, you would see Landon cry <laughs> he would cry of roi winners and well it would just be it would be a large collection of people that you don't feel are very quote-unquote studied mm -hmm. that are making rois in the triple to quadruple digits studying might just be a lie <laughs> <laughs> so come to solve for why and i'm not happy about it i'm really not well it's not that studying is the lie no it's the methodology implementation of said study is a lie well it's the methodology when you study things that are very challenging to implement and are prefaced with parameters uh that are theoretical in nature then all of a sudden they aren't that easy to execute. It's true because once you like sort of tighten up a range even by a little bit, the model gets very, very particular as to the way it continues. So yeah. if you, as soon as you start making very slight tweaks, 
but it works both ways. Because if people start folding the zero EV combos, overbluffing prints. If people start calling too much, overbluffing gets absolutely torched. Right, so it's very difficult to be like, oh, this doesn't make sense. This well, what makes it win. more difficult is that those two things can coincide with each other throughout the course of a hand. Right, they overfold one street, so they're tighter on another street, which Correct. means when they call too much, when they call call call, they're always calling. Correct. You can literally find much. yourself in a scenario where like an overfold occurs on flop or turn, yeah. and now an overcall is occurring either on turn or river. Or flop yeah. and turn. We're like, they right. overfold flop and they're tight and then they're scared on the turn because you bet big and they're always going to call if they continue because they feel like if they call the turn, they have to call the river. So they call, but so they fold Well, the they feel that way different. because of the way they build the range. Exactly. So they do feels, call yeah. with hands on the turn that have to call river and right. only hands that have to call river. Because all of those hands are good as fuck. That's, that's why a lot of times like you'll see these massive uh, hero folds occurring on river yeah. because though we recognize it's what top of range should be it's actually the bottom of the range that gets there right and it's like of course you have to jam this hand this is the best hand you have but at the same time the best hand you have is performing terribly versus the best hand they continue with for multiple streets yeah but that just leads everyone to being a sick fucking nit man i'm done i don't want to do this anymore i'm done <laughs> i'm done i'm fucking done i'm over it i'm broken i'm a broken man so speaking of hopium, yep. or actually speaking of done, uh, <laughs> apparently, I don't know a lot about chess, but apparently Magnus Carlsen mm -hmm. is not defending his world championship this year. The man wants a break. Oh, well, I don't know if it's a break or not. So in the article, it said that uh, he said earlier in, in 2022 that if a certain opponent didn't win, like if that wasn't who he was going to compete against, then he wasn't playing. Uh -huh. I don't know enough about the inner workings of chess to know like why is that why that is relevant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like maybe he's just over it. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing this for quite some time. He's gonna go out on top. No, he saw a fellow Norwegian win the WSOP main event. And I think that like, might be. I think Conrad's on to something. I'm on, I'm, is, I know yeah. where I'm going now. He's I'm like, here this guy to start won ten million. I've been playing chess for forty years, beating everybody's fucking ass, and I've won thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents. So I'm gonna go play the WSOP main I, event. I think mm -hmm. I'm here to start the rumors. I think I think the transition is in in place. Yeah, it's not a rumor. It's, it's, it's a Conrad. It's okay, a CSA. It's a CSA. It's a Conrad service announcement. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, here we go. Uh, I do think that I do think that he likes poker. I think yeah. that there's an allure there. Yeah. He's yeah. here for the series. He's got a little degen in him. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he might have a little gamble to him. Mm -hmm. He's obviously a super sharp guy. Do you think he's out grinding Sims right now? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think either. that? Do you think that he is partnering? with Google AI right now to develop the, what was the chess engine Google did? Alpha Zero. Alpha Zero, yeah. Do you think he's working right now with them to develop Alpha Magnus? Yeah. He might be, yeah. Alpha Magnus is in Well, I mean, he was production. in that WPT game and he sees how much money people are throwing Splashing. around. Splashing. You know? Splashing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame him. There's not that much money being splashed around in chess. There's not. Yeah, he's just looking around. He's like, wow, if I was like Man. really good at this game, I could make a lot right, of exactly. money. He's and like, he's like, and you know what I'm lot. really good at? Getting good at games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, you know I, he it can't be that hard. Chess? Washington Square Park. Playing oh, against yeah, the those old guys. guys. Mm. He's fucking knocking on that chess clock. <laughs> Man, I, I remember the first yeah. time um, I uh, did a like poker coaching type of stream uh, with, with Nemo, who does like Twitch streaming and stuff for chess. And she told me, she said, I've won more money in poker than chess. I go, okay, that must mean that you've played poker a decent bit because you're a woman grandmaster in chess. 
So the first uh, coaching thing involved Pile Solver. I was like, oh, here's an engine. Here's how Pile Solver works. And that did not go well. We went from Pile Solver to hand rankings. Just, like, oh. there's, just less, there's no money in chess. Oh. There's just no money in chess. Yeah. Jamie, like, oh. Jamie says uh, Magnus was grinding the Sims till he heard your rant. <laughs> Landon's actually sent him right back to chess. There's going to be an announcement later today that Magnus Carlson is actually competing in the world championships. You can't take it. You heard some idiot with a yellow shirt talk about Sims. He's done. And how they don't work. Yeah. They all died. It's all a lie. Oh, man. Yeah, it is. Well, a sport where you do get paid handsomely baseball. You do. Which well, so much money. So, so this is weird. Uh, they actually just had had an arbitration meeting yesterday, the day before, and Paul Manafort, Manafort, uh, the the commissioner, came out and said that he fundamentally denies that minor league baseball players are not paid a livable wage. And this is a this is a weird hill to to, to die on because for those people who don't know the economics of of baseball and how it works. If you're a high draft pick, you sign a bonus. Yeah, yeah, you get more money. So, like, you know, first rounders, maybe up until, like, fifth or sixth rounders, will sign some sort of signing bonus. Yeah. Big difference. Like, the guy who goes number one, he's going to sign a seven-figure bonus. The guy who goes in the fifth round is going to get, like, 30, 40K. If that. Uh, it, it just depends, right? <laughs> yeah. It depends on your round. It depends on your age, things of that nature. Um, like, I think Jeter was uh, – I could be wrong. Jeter, Jeter was, like – it's funny because um, the captain just came out first episode on ESPN. I'm so excited to watch that. And, and I hate the Yankees, but man, I love, oh, it was so, love it, Jeter. The fir- I watched the first episode. It was so he's good. I recommend it to everybody. He was the first like, baseball player that I was like, he's hot. Yeah. When I was like eight. Just like every girl. <laughs> yeah, because my, my mom was like, Jeter. And she got mm. me a little like Jeter shirt. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to marry him. He <laughs> really, what? really had his pick. So he struggled. So hot. He struggled when he first entered the minors after he got drafted like that first year well, he like, also got drafted right out of high school uh yeah but uh yeah he was super young 18 and um <laughs> you know he mentions in the first episode how um like you were talking how i'm sure he got a, a decent bonus because he was a high draft pick and uh he you know he's telling his parents like and this is such a jeter thing he's like can I give the money back? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, can I give the money back? Like, I'm not performing like I'm supposed to be performing. And his dad's like, no, you're not giving the money back. It was 800000 wow. si- his signing bonus. Yeah. 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 See, that's, that's good. Yeah. I think he was like a low first round draft. And that was like right. 1993 or something like that. 90. So, maybe even. Oh, oh, wait. When he got drafted. Yeah. yeah. It was like 1993. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate. Uh, I've done what I felt was below uh, snuff type of jobs where I've, I've offered to take less. I think, I mean, I think it's responsible. Obviously, it's very different for baseball players. But anyway, um, the minor leagues, well, baseball as a whole, uh, I think baseball as a whole employs more professional athletes than all other American sports combined. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like throughout all the so minor leagues. in the system. Yeah, 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 there's like 40-man rosters throughout like five or six leagues. divisions up mm-hmm. until the pros. Uh, and then you have 40-man rosters there. So um, it's still obviously incredibly difficult. I think like less than 1% of total baseball players, like nationwide, uh, I think it's like less than 1% actually make it uh, to being paid. But again, the volume is still relatively high. So there's a huge discrepancy between an early draft pick and what they're paid and a guy who's just sitting on a single-way <laughs> squad that was signed as a free agent. Um, <clears throat> It's a hard, hard life, a hard grind. And most of those guys 
don't ever make it to uh, a real wage. So it is kind of weird. It's a weird thing to see because the ceiling is so insanely high in Major League Baseball. Juan Soto just turned down uh, a 15-year, 440 million dollars. Million. Yeah. yeah, here's 440 million dollars. What does this man think he's gonna get paid? More. More. The Dodgers. Or, the Dodgers yeah. are gonna pay him. Or, or the same amount for, for less 10 years. years. We're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. gonna try to trade for him for sure. The Yankees. I don't think so. Yeah. That's so much. Money. We haven't I mean, definitely tried. We haven't one. signed Judge yet. And if or or Stanton, but no, Stanton's locked up till he's gone. Um, we're not re-signing Stanton ever. Judge is probably not getting re-signed over the summer. He's going to be hitting free agency. So if we can trade for Juan Soto and give him a contract since he's seven years younger, if not more, that's going to be a big then possibility. Judge? No, yeah. is this Judge? Judge is, young. Judge is my age. Judge, Judge is like thirty-two. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Is this is this GM Conrad right now? You Are know you sure? This is GM yes. Conrad. 100% sure. Grandmaster Conrad? No, uh, general manager. Uh, How long has Judge been in the league? Five years? Judge Grandmaster. Age. I just looked this up the other day. He's been in the league like five years, right? Uh, he's 30 years old, sorry. And Juan Soto is 20. 26 or 27, maybe? I'd be he's younger. 23. Yeah. No, he can't young. be. He's on his first contract. He's pretty he's young. Super young. So he came in the league at 18, I think. Yeah, he, he's, he's super age. young. He came in like 20, 19 or 20. Juan Soto is 23 years old. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So if we can get him and unfortunately part with Judge, that's definitely something that we would think about doing. We being GM, Conrad speaking for the Yankees we. organization right now. Speak, yeah. you want to see it. Look, he right says here. we. Sorry, Conrad Steinbrenner over it's here. I, I would imagine <laughs> that the, the Dodgers probably have a leg up on just about everybody. Um, oh, man, they're just willing weird. to spend infinite. Like uh, they already spent infinite. If you if you look at their roster and who's getting paid, it's insane. Well, well that's not how infinite Yankees. works. Infinite is all that's, the money. That's the thing with with Major League Baseball. There's just no cap. There's just no cap, and they have that multi-billion-dollar deal with the TV networks that like just give them a lot of money. So of course, like they'll have to pay a luxury tax on it. But yeah. they got Mookie locked up. You you add a guy like Soto. It's just like who's going to compete? How do you have so much money? There's so many more in between Why in the middle. Why didn't become? Oh yeah, no. Of course. <laughs> like, well, their pitching staff is sick too. Uh, although they are starting to get a little bit older, right? Like I, I still recognize all the names on their staff, which makes me think that they're all pushing 30, 33, 34. Um, whereas like the Padres seem to have gone a little bit younger. The Padres are fucking sick too. When did they start spending? Like two years a couple ago. Couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago. Well, they just when they got um Machado. Yeah. Yeah. Once that happened, they just tried. They to also get got his, Ian Snell, who's like. They tried to trade for as many pieces as they could, and lots of people. They yeah, have yeah. to do something to fucking compete with the Dodgers. Yeah, the West is nasty. That's hard. Uh, the the NL West is very competitive, more so than the Diamondbacks have just like totally empty. I, I was I don't know why I knew that Goldschmidt got traded to the or sent to the Cardinals, whatever, uh, a year or two ago. But when I saw him in the All Star game yesterday. Hitting that home run, it didn't register to me. Yeah, because uh, he's just a diamondback. The last time I paid close attention, like he was just the guy for the backs. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm just of, like, sorry, it's kind of wild that the Padres have the fifth most um, biggest payroll in the league. Yeah, you thought it's, it'd be higher? I thought it'd be they would be lower. Well, it had been for decades. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a small city kind of like too. Still so California. It's, Cali- it's a California city, yeah. but like the yeah. like Dodgers are two sixty, Mets are two two sixty. Yankees 250. Where, where are the Pirates? Oh, hold on. Which, <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll all the way down. 27 at 
$68 million. It's a joke. 60, that is the wait, joke. there's actually three teams that have a, oh, the A's for sure. The A's are less. 48 and the Orioles are 45. There million. you go. Yeah. I think, wow. is there, is there, it's a joke. What's the probability the A's land in Las Vegas? It has to no, be high, No, it's not. Right? They just signed a 20 year um, contract with the city to re up their, their staying. That had to come with building a new stadium. Yeah. It happened within, oh. I think it did. It happened within the last two weeks. I want That's to say. wild, man. man. I was a hoping stadium? that they were. I was really hoping that. Yeah, we, I, th- we I thought that they had to be uh, a really high. Uh, yeah, nothing would make me happier than bringing another minor league squad to a city that I live in. No, <laughs> why? Because you could have been cheer for the two them? worst fucking teams in all of MLB. <laughs> well, they're changing the schedule around now, so every team plays every team every year. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. I think next year it's going to start. So that means if we did have a team, then probably every other year the Pirates would be in time. Looking yeah. at be really cool to go to. I'm just looking <laughs> at all the teams. It's all about the like, Pirates. Well, yeah, of course. Nobody's That's... coming here. Like I, I think that was the, the Oakland A's was the only. Home. No, they were talking about the D-backs and Angels, uh, pretty strongly. Oh, Angels would make a lot of sense. Angels do make a lot of sense, sort of. Yeah. They're a very big market. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, Vegas, I think, could be a big market That'd city. That'd be awesome. Go see Troughton. Uh, it's oh kind of crazy. So sick. How insane would that be for the Angels to up and move whenever they have like two major superstars on the team in right. Tony and, and yeah. Trout? The biggest in baseball. Yeah. They literally have the two biggest stars in baseball. Speaking of, okay, let's talk about this. Oh, so God. Tony leads off the All-Star game last night with a single. By the way, this guy, for anybody who doesn't know, doesn't follow baseball closely, uh, he's a Japanese superstar. He DHs for the Angels and is either their number one or number two pitcher. starting pitcher. Yeah. And number he's one. filthy. He's a modern-day Babe Ruth. Love it. I, I think there yeah. should be so much more of this, and I understand why they lean into specialization because, again, you just have so many people to choose from. You'll almost certainly find one person who's good at an individual thing mm-hmm. better than somebody who's all around good at every- This guy's so fucking impressive, though. Yeah. He hits the ball a mile He's nasty on the bump. Like, God bless him. I hope he has a, a, a very long career. Starts the game off with a single off Kershaw. Okay. <laughs> then. Then. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he hits middle of the order for the Angels. They had him leading off. I don't know what his speed uh, is I'm like. I'm pretty sure he's number one on the Angels. He leads off? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, I would be a little bit surprised, but fine. I don't know what his speed is like, but this pickoff move by Kershaw is one of the most embarrassing pickoff moves I've ever seen a lefty make. And that's coming from somebody who spent the majority of his college career desperately trying to develop the craft of picking people off because I walked so many goddamn people. <laughs> so I get it, man. I walk you, I'm going to get you somehow. Right, I got to get you somehow. Let's run that back one more time, Guapo. Like, this move, this is a pitcher getting picked off is exactly what we're witnessing here. Tanya Bohr with a leadoff hit. Kershaw to judge. He just like straight leans to first base. Like everyone in the stadium knows it's coming, man. He doesn't even try. And he still gets it. Atoni had a three-step lead. Where was he going? He must have just been leaning. He just caught him leaning at the right exact time. Absolutely unacceptable. Embarrassing. Might be the first time Kershaw picked anybody off all season. (laughs) That move is beyond trash. Man, it's the all-star game. He doesn't care. Atoni's probably chatting it up with the first baseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's throwing over your shit. So we call those show-me moves, right? Like, they're the ones where it's just like you literally just – Step towards them and show, like, right. I, I have a bad I move. I will throw, yeah. Yeah, and then you try to get, like, I don't think Kershaw probably, uh, I don't watch him closely enough, but I doubt that he has a good move for a few reasons. One, when he comes set, his feet are very narrow, so they're very close together. And that doesn't give you a lot of room because 
if your feet cross the plane of your your back leg, it's a balk. So yeah. you can't do that. Uh, so like my move, I, I came set relatively wide apart, and I never crossed my foot to my back leg ever. <laughs> I I came at a, like a forty five degree angle where my knee crossed my back leg but not my foot. And what it allowed me to do was develop a pickoff move off of it where as my knee would cross my back leg, I would come towards first base. But the whole key to it was keeping your upper body still. Mm-hmm. So you had to come set, and as you were about to you know, go to the plate or whatever, you look at first and you don't turn your shoulder. That right. was the key to it, right? You keep your shoulder still and then you flip. And it worked. It was, it was nasty when it was good, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Kershaw has that because he has that big, long set position, comes tight to the, and then he has a big leg kick. Yeah. You know, whatever. So you give him the show me move. You don't ever expect to get anybody. And then you get him. You guys. just want to keep him close to the bag. Yeah. Guys, Otani, DePaulo just uh, filled me in. He okay. said Otani did that out of respect. It's a Japanese <laughs> apologies for getting a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, can you confirm? He's close sleeping while we're talking about baseball. What? <laughs> you what? just woke up. Can you can you confirm that uh, in the Japanese culture, if you lead the game off with a hit, you fall on the sword and get picked off at first yes. base as a sign of honor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Our resident. I don't know what that any of that means. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Oh man. Um, oh, by the way, Otani did lead for some of the season, but it looks like he like. Um, two or three hitters. Yeah, I would have expected him to be in the middle of the order. He he is such a good bat control. Like you just want him in that two three slot, especially with Trout, who I'm sure is hitting three or four. They also have Rendon, right? But he's they, a five guy. Could you imagine them coming to Vegas? That'd be so cool. Like the Diamondbacks, I don't think have it. Like I think they're, they're also the, we don't give a fuck if the Diamondbacks. Like this well, is the thing. You bring the D backs or the A's here, you just get a minor league squad. That's slightly better than watching it's, it's the fucking Triple A team. It's only a matter of they spend money, though. Once yeah. you come to Vegas, you get money, you spend money. Sure. So, like, when it comes down Maybe, to it, I think yeah. it would rise the Diamondbacks I wonder a if, lot. I, I so wonder too. if their costs would go down by being here as opposed to to California enough where they could reinvest that then into. Well, well hold on, we're talking about Diamondbacks. Oh right, yeah. So, um, but also another thing I just saw. Did you guys know that the fucking Raiders were the top? Um, how do you call that? Income had the top income in the league and like the third to last um, attendance. Um, so top really? revenue in the league and the third to last attendance in the league. Just through merch? Just through like seats and stuff and like food. Like they just charge the most. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Wild. Well, yeah, the, probably the first also, year. Like the well, can... also the first five years or so, they sell those VIP boxes for they like infinite the corporation. So yeah. it did not include any luxury seats. Really? Really? Yeah. Yep. It's fu- it was so wild. It's such a wild stat. I was sitting there looking at it. And, the like, Steelers oh, were always at the top of that list when it came to selling merch. Merch. Yeah. Uh, I don't think sense. they really gouge in the stadium that much, but uh, them and the Cowboys are always like, and the Green Bay Packers are always like three of the top yeah. merch sellers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the tickets for. Raiders games are like stupid expensive. They're very expensive. Like they, yeah. um, Probably start to come down, but like yeah. Also, um, the first year they're just going to be crazy. Yeah, it's just wild. Um, yeah. There was something else tied to that, but I completely forgot. Anyway, well, while he's thinking, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap up this All Star discussion. Um, I haven't watched in a while. This was this was the first time I I didn't watch the whole game, but I, I tuned in to bits and pieces. It's the first time I've watched in a while, and two things caught me by surprise. One, I still knew almost all the All-Stars. 
which was very shocking to me because I admittedly like have not followed baseball closely you know since Pirates like All Star was 2018. Well, yeah, only because I saw the video. Wait, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is all voted in by fans. That's why. No, it's not. The, the starters are are uh, voted by fans, and then the rest are selected. So the stars. It's always been be, that case. So the stars is going to be the same forever. Um, to a certain degree, I think Pujols was the only like All Star who didn't deserve it. That was. Kind of a, an homage to his career. Mm-hmm. He's retiring after the season type of thing. Uh, which also, he was in the, or the Homer Derby, which was really cool, I that think. That was awesome to watch. I yeah. think they should do that more. Uh, like, the Homer Derby lost a lot of its luster. It's funny because I was watching it and I was thinking, I was like, man, this just, it's not the same as when like we were kids and watching this, right? And then like by the end, I'm like glued to the TV, like, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, is yeah, it but it was kind of because Pujols went to the finals. Not the finals, or the, the, the semifinals. semifinals. Yeah. yeah, right. I was like, that was that was really cool to see. Yeah, I think it's a lot because the guys that we want to see there don't mm-hmm. participate. Like Bryce Harper doesn't do it. Trout doesn't really do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the other guys. Uh, like Stanton wasn't in it. Um, you know, the the, the like, when we were watching it was Bonds, Griffey, Canseco. Everybody on so steroids. Good. Fucking so good. <laughs> I mean, whatever, man. It was a mm-hmm. fucking show. I didn't know that yeah. that guy had a gas station. Who? Jose Canseco. He has a gas station? Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. No way. He's a car wash. It's oh, okay. a car it was like, it was like 486 for gas. I played softball with him. Yeah, he has a psychopath. He has a gas How do you have a gas station? I mean, you just find ways to invest, man. I wish I would have mm-hmm. invested in a, a little bit more sporadic. Think about owning yeah. a gas station imagine, right now. What imagine, are those margins? Imagine like? investing. No, they, don't, they, don't, they don't. Imagine investing in yeah. kids with yellow shirts talking about bluffing off threes instead yeah, of gas. Yeah, that's where anybody, I put all my fucking money. Anybody that has a gas station makes all their money off slots. of the... Well, yeah, slots. Yo, if you can get crazy. that, if you can get that, or like you know, like the the convenience store, they don't make money. Like the margins off the gas is so. Well, scary. the gas gets people in the door. It's a necessity. Yeah, right. And you just crush it with the margins on everything else. Right. Luck exactly. gets you through the door. You got to come in through yeah. the window. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jamie's I mean, they, on fire. They also in Nevada. They also alcohol, which I'm sure is a, yeah. a big revenue boost for them. But yeah, I, I think the home road derby would be cool if they started to include like recently retired stars. Oh, you just like have wow. like a bunch of fun people kind of do. Like, it. I think it would be because do- mm-hmm. you don't just stop being able to hit home runs when you're 40. You just can't do it off major league pitching anymore. Right. right. Yeah. You know, T-Mobile so it's like, okay, run. maybe like Bonds and Griffey are too old, but that next era isn't. We could start looking to like the, I don't know, man, who who retired in like Jeter, like Ryan, Ryan Jowls. Bring Jeter. Jeter. Back. Well, Jeter's Jeter. not a home Jeter run hitter, though. Like but like A Rod. A Rod. Brian Jowls. I hate A Rod so fucking much, though. Uh, but yeah. Brian like, who? Brian A-Rod. Giles, see, but Brian Giles is so underrated, man, just because he played for the He's Pirates. obviously from Pittsburgh. He, played for, he so only good. played for the Pirates and Padres, so nobody has any fucking clue who right, he is. Right, exactly. I know who he, he is, was so good. like who? Yeah. <laughs> his, brother, his brother was uh, a lesser version of him. He played for the Braves. Mm-hmm. But Are yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it's like, because I think you need to draw back in the guys that are my age. Yeah. Right? And the only way to do that is through nostalgia. And also, I think you need to bring in kids more. Like, baseball's really lost the youth. And the way to do that is to really promote the young superstars that are coming yeah, up. Yeah, like put O'Neill Cruz in there, another pirate. Wait, uh, he didn't make it? No, he's it's first year up. He's hitting like two hundred. Right. Yeah. He's not an I mean, he's he's only been he's only been in the league for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but like it'd have been cool just because he just kills the ball like he hits it like one hundred and fifteen miles an hour. Yeah. Exit velocity. Like each row so never being in just the... a guy like that in there who's just gonna. Put on a show. Ichiro never being in the Derby is a huge mistake. Wait, like, why? This guy, he's, he's another bro. one that's only hit like 17 home runs a year. 
He's another. It was Jeter. a choice. It was a choice, man. People used to show up in droves to watch this guy take BP. Oh, don't get me wrong. He's a fucking hitter. He's no, no, no. The best. No, hitter. I mean like Ichiro could do Has whatever the, power, the fuck he wanted. His approach. The the ball, he could have pitched. He could have been a power hitter if he wanted to. <laughs> he said, or, "I want to hit three thousand. I want to get three thousand hits," and he did. Yeah, he's like, "I want to hit three thousand, or I want to have three thousand hits, and I want to steal like X amount of bases. I want to be that guy. I want to be a, a prototypical number two. He's that guy, pal. And he's he just chose guy. to do that. But like, I'm telling you, man, fans used to show up hours before game time, when especially when they're on the road, to just to watch Ichiro take BP. This guy hit fucking moonshots, man. Wow. I wonder if Otani's fucking. Um, Role model in baseball was each right? Has to be. Yeah, it just sure. has to be. Right? Has to be. Like he just like imagine the, the way we idolize American players and like Ichiro is the mm -hmm. Japanese player. Yeah, for sure. To have like not just to have made it, but like solidified himself as a first ballot oh, Hall of Fame some, guy. Uh, we got some Ichiro, Ichiro um, footage. BP up right now. Yep. Yeah, this guy just absolutely dropped bombs. He's he not was, even trying. He was such a better player when he came to the Yankees. I forgot that he was a Yankee. <laughs> those, were, those, those were all 500. That's the only reason you I knew see the name. Those were all 500. He was on the Yankees. Man, the Mariners really did have a little window where, like, they had the most beloved players in baseball. Mm -hmm. Felix Hernandez, Ken Griffey Jr., Ichiro, Edgar uh, Martinez. Martinez. I liked Corey Seager. Isn't Nobody knows who that is. Corey, Corey Seager, Seager, yeah. Seager. yeah he played baseball. all shortstop for them, I think. Or then he went, didn't he go to uh, Dodgers? Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Like everybody else. Yeah. The second that the Mariners became hateable was when they signed uh, what's his face off the Yankees to like a 15 year deal. Oh, Cano. Cano, yeah. Yeah. We, and it was like he was already on the back end. And then he went straight to the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> he lasted like three or four seasons before he was just uh, worthless. Well, now they got that young kid that was in the in the home run derby. Um, is it Rodriguez? Oh, yeah. Uh, is that his name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. For, um, yeah. For um, Mariners, but he's he was just hitting balls. They're like the Pirates, though. They always have a prospect. They always have a young prospect who looks nasty, and they always finish like 30 games below 500. Yeah. Can't Kyle compete. Seager, okay. uh, anyway, the second thing that, that really He's shocked me watching the All-Star game outside of like knowing everybody, and I don't know why this surprised me, but I guess I just haven't been paying close attention to baseball in a while, is that it's clear the game has changed to a point where it's just power on power. Everyone's blowing 101. Like literally starter to closer. Everyone who threw yesterday was in the triple digits. I mean, every single inning, I'm watching a guy top out at 99, 100, 101. And the only offense that's being generated is home runs. Five runs were scored. Four came off of home runs. And Juan, Juan Carlo just hit a ball into the atmosphere that has yet to land. I mean, he shits on this ball. <laughs> that's and it's, what he does a lot. You know, it's a 98-mile-an-hour fastball that he that's just nice. hits 500 feet. That's perfect. He's a Yankee. That's, that's what Yankees do, man. Yeah. I... I can't with you. <laughs> uh, that ball is hammered to left center field. Goodbye. Two run shot. Is there a point? Somebody from each team. Yeah. Right after the game. Every kid coming to games here at Dodger Stadium. Watch this. Hands and then gone. That quick. And you see the barrel of the bat stays in the zone the entire time. And when you make a mistake as a pitcher. Oh, I mean last year for sure. That's what the great hitters. Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, really really good wasn't selected. Do you remember uh, how big of a deal it was back when we were younger uh, with Ken Griffey Jr.'s bat speed and exit velocity? He was a big deal because he was hitting like 105. Like the exit well, velocity was I, like I don't 105. I not even know they tracked exit velocity back then. 
Uh, I think they did. Maybe. Look at this. I, I really look, look, at, look at what he did to that ball. <laughs> he made it rubber. Physics is, is a real bitch. That's amazing. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, I recall like a stat about Griffey having like the fastest hands or something like that. And His bat speed and that. Kind yeah, of stuff. and the ball yeah. came out like triple digits compared to coming in at like uh, double digits or whatever. That exit velocity was 111 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What are the 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 bat speeds? What do they look like today? I mean, these guys are so big and so strong. So strong. And, but the thing is, they're fucking... When they're not hitting home runs, they're all striking like, out. Right. 22 strikeouts in this game. Well, I want to say something about that. Fucking Vladdy, man. He's he, nasty. He is so... He's so much fun to watch. I wish he was in the... Or the home run derby. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, well, he was one. a few years ago. He was yeah. a joy to watch. That was yeah. the last time I watched it. Dude, his... Like, his swing is just the purest thing anybody's ever... He's his ever- dad reincarnated, man. I watched mm-hmm. a, I watched a, a ball he hit out, like, four days ago, the last day of the, the season before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. He hit... They, they called it a bad ball home run. And this pitch was, like, <laughs> a foot off the black on the outer half, and he pulls it down the line. Like, literally a one-handed flipped his bat at... Like, he's trying to spoil it in a yep. two-strike count. And he just flips it down the line, gone. It's like, how on earth? I'm so amazed at what they're able to do now. And I do think a lot of it comes from strategy where uh, somewhere along the lines, analytics started to get involved. And that whole adage of it's better to put the ball in play and make, make a productive out adage. Sorry. sorry it's just so funny. No, it's, it's a thing I'll always get wrong. <laughs> uh, but the whole adage of it's better to make a productive out than it is a strikeout kind of got disproved. Like they, they you know, calculations have been made. And the EV of an they extra base Sims. hit... Yeah, they're running Sims, bro. See, so are the Sims are the Sims really wrong? Sim, the Sims were in baseball. Ball. Sims are god. There's so much data to scrape. Uh, Moneyball, less variance. best movie. Mm-hmm. A really uh, good. Movie. I don't know if there's less variance. Well, there's wind. Moneyball is a good movie. No, no, no. It's not that. It's the the actual variance takes place in the precision of ball and bat making contact. Uh. So it's like if they call it a game of inches for a reason. Like literally, if you hit the ball. Uh, a hundredth of a millisecond right, earlier it, or later. It's the difference between an out and a home run right, or yeah, whatever. Right, yeah, because it you goes know? so far. So yeah, it's like all the precision is where the variance takes place. Um, but I think a lot of simulations just took place where they're calculating. You can calculate so much EV, right? Like you have, think about how many pitches are thrown in one season. A lot. Right, so 32 teams playing nine innings, throwing on average 150 pitches per game over 162 games. So you're talking about 32 like... 32 times 150 no, times it's 30, 9. It's 30. 32. Or sorry, 30. yeah, 30. 30 teams. But they're, they're playing each other, so it's really 15. 30 right. times right. 150 times 160. How many games? 162? 162. 730,000 7, 730, pitches. Okay, so it's probably half that, actually. Okay, so oh, no, no, no. You're right, because no, no. both teams are pitching. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So it's 300 pitches in a game. So it's just shy of a million pitches thrown in a Three season. Three quarters of a million. This and is about, and oh. we've been tracking data for decades. This is yeah. about the same amount of money I spotted Bill. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, so like, even if they just look at the last decade, 2002 to... Two, or, sorry, 2012 to 2022, they have roughly 7 million pitches to calculate data off of. That's a lot. Divide that up between off-speed and fastballs. Divide that up between lefties and righties. And now, all of a sudden, you know, you start to look at the EV of... Uh, an effective out like a bunt or a sack fly or trying to move, hit behind the runners and stuff like that compared to utilizing a swing that will put the ball in play uh, in the air and potentially go for extra bases. I see why people make models now. Because yeah. if you make a model and all you have to do is like input the 
result. Oh, I'm so fascinated by this. I would love to just like sit and grind out like baseball stats and model mm -hmm. this out and like figure out what like this has to be where the the launch angle came from. It just yeah. has to be. Yeah. They had to have looked at enough tape and enough data to just say stop trying to hit the ball on the fucking ground. Like we don't need Willie Mays Hayes out here. Right. <laughs> you hit the ball in the air. Yeah. Just hit the ball in the air. Go try to be a gap to gap hitter. And if you fly out a bunch, who gives a shit? As long as you hit 230 with uh, a slugging percentage in the six or seven hundreds, mm -hmm. we're gonna mash 30, 30, 40 bombs a year. It's like, yeah, you're 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 productive. Yeah. You kind of just need the three hundred. I mean, the purists we'll will hate it, but like yeah. the kids will attach to it because you're incentivized to go for the bomb. Mm -hmm. People want to score touchdowns, man. People want to hit it, home runs. Well, you know, it, that must make baseball so much more fun. Like you like look at someone, you're like, oh, this guy strikes out a lot, but he does mm -hmm. hit home runs. Yeah. Like watch him hit a home run again, maybe. But like even like the pirates who like never hit home runs, the right? Pirates. They're they're like notorious for being like one of the they're teams the at the team. bottom. Yeah, <laughs> at the bottom of uh, the home run list at the end of the year are hitting like. A lot of home runs. Yeah. Right? Like, I, they were one of the top teams in, I don't know if it was June, or there was a stretch where they were, like, hitting more home runs than anybody, which is crazy. Yeah, they broke a and, stat that you told us about a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And, but, like, that's because that's where the game is moving to. Well, the velocity they strike out a ton. Yeah, velocity. It's, it's so weird, too, because imagine that we were hitting less home runs when the ball wasn't coming in as hard. Mm -hmm. So you would think you'd be able to square it up easier. But clearly, like, entrance velocity equals exit velocity. That right. has to be a big byproduct of why Griffey's exit velocity may have been, like, 105. And right, because he's facing 92-mile-an-hour right. fastballs instead of 98. Yeah, so 100. the average fastball is now, like, 94.5 miles an hour, which is up almost 4 miles an hour from Greg Maddox's era. Mm -hmm. Is this that's the same wild. sort of stuff that's happening, like, with basketball, and it comes, like, three-point shooting? I think so. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, Definitely. for a long period of time, or at least, like, this the whole three-point era where, like, more people are, more teams are shooting threes, taking threes or whatever. But, like, deep down on, like, an analytical standpoint, people thought the three-point shot might be worth too much. Um, but after some model well, calculation... This is what Haralabob did. He modeled... Yeah. He modeled shots on the court, so he looked at like spray charts. Yeah, that, that's sorry, that's what we call them in baseball. Sure, uh, shot charts, whatever. Yeah, shot charts, right. like uh, basically like hot hot charts, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where people were shooting cool. from, and he was able to analyze that like the highest EV shot was the corner three, and the lowest EV shot was uh, just inside of the three point line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's like whenever you're able to model and actually calculate true EV like that, you're able to then develop a strategy that you can coach i mean think about like i kind of like that so much more than like than the old like the old ways are so primitive right like you come up with a strategy like you try to take layups like you try to take like the high percentage shots but like once you have access to more information and like being able to make strategies that make more sense from like a logistical standpoint of these are empirically worth more than these well follow it i understand why you like it more it makes a lot of sense i love uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhere in between I like the idea of being able to model because it makes me feel smart and it makes me feel You're like smart, I'm developing an, it makes me feel like I could develop an air, an edge that maybe others couldn't. You're very smart. And that's good in strategy games. Thank you. Uh, but as, as somebody who like really loves the idea of a sport, just being a bunch of athletes getting on a field and demonstrating their athletic prowess naturally. Yeah. It kind of hurts. Does right. it? It's the same thing with poker, exactly. right? Exactly. It's the exact same thing with poker. It's like I just want to get in there and like I want to read your face and I know you don't have it, so I call. Right. 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 That's the old the old way, and it's just like it's, I wish I could it's have raw, played that poker. Right. Yeah. But like you you don't what happens? You don't bunch of poker players just turn into robots, and you don't want that 
bunch of baseball players, a bunch of basketball players turning into robots. And, and, well, and you have to coach them that way. Yeah. Stance, right? They're like, it's a little bit different, right? Not really. In the sense of some people are better at not hitting home runs and putting the, getting the ball in play. Like, that's a thing. Uh, not a thing. Well, yes, in the sense that uh, everybody will have their, let's call it, natural ability. Yeah. Just like everybody in poker will have their natural uh, Mental logic. Capacity, logic. Yeah, the, they'll have their natural uh, logical framework, right? Right. But um, eventually... We'll, we'll divert or, or we'll converge onto zero. Right? It's effectively turning arts into sciences. To some degree, yeah. Right? Where it's like, yeah, people, yeah. like poker in its purest sure. form without the numbers and the robots, right? It's a kind of an art, an form. art form. Like baseball right. and that stuff would still kind right. of be an art form of like how you pitch, how you do whatever. Because yes. now there's different drills and things mm -hmm. you can do to fix those, which then turns it into a science because math and logic and numbers say that these things yes. generate Yes, and when you turn it into a science, you eventually converge onto zero. And that's what I mean. So it's like in poker, if you don't have the, the capacity to a logical framework that aligns with ultimately what the equilibrium theory strategy is, yeah. then you fall off. You die. You yeah. become a dinosaur and die. And in baseball, it's like, yeah, there are going to be people who are pre predisposed to having better hand-eye coordination or stronger upper body strength that allows them to lift the ball easier and get right. the ball. People whatever. have natural, like, natural talent. Those people will rise. Yeah. And the people who were punching Judy hitters before, which... I know that's a term that you're not going to understand, but basically guys who are looking for holes. <laughs> yeah, They're trying to hit the ball on the yeah, ground. People that are trying to just get the ball in play. Try to put the ball in play, hit between the second and baseman and the shortstop, you know, find, find the gaps, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They die. Yeah. Because they're not worth anything to a team. Right. It's right? like your, your production isn't worth as much as someone that strikes out more but gets home runs because right. there's the points on the board. Like when we grew up, there was a kid in the lineup that you would either always defer to having him bunt or lean into a pitch and get hit. Right. Because that was the <laughs> highest DV that he could offer. You know? And it's like that's <laughs> that guy doesn't get a roster spot anymore. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> you're too small and you're too goddamn slow. Get out of here. Yeah. I used to love the one, the Go one play kid. ping pong. Yeah. I used to love me. the one kid that knew that that was his role. And once that pitch came, rolls right into it. That was me. <laughs> that was me when I was 11. LaManica, we were on the same Little League mm -hmm. team. When I was 11 years old, I was small still. I was chubby. I was slow. And I was still scared of the baseball. So for an entire season, I shit you not, I may have had four at-bats. I was a starter. I played every game, and I got four or five at-bats a game. I may have had four total at-bats all season where I didn't bunt. <laughs> Every yeah. time I stepped into the box, Mr. George just gave me the belt. Yeah. There were yeah. times where like, when it was a fast pitcher, I was so happy to bunt because I was still like Gooch. When Gooch was on the mound, I was mm -hmm. terrified of him. Yeah, of course. I was happy to bunt. But against like guys that were slow that I thought I could get hits off of, I would purposely bunt foul twice because after I had two strikes, he'd let me swing away and I'd fucking strike out because I stunk. <laughs> but you wanted to hit the ball. It changed my entire athletic trajectory. I came back when I was 12, and I hit a small growth spurt. I grew a couple inches. I leaned out a little bit, and I led the league in home runs. I just shit on the ball for an entire season because my hand-eye was developed by getting in there, squaring up, seeing pitch after pitch after pitch this after pitch. This is kind of like your training arc. Yeah. This whole except, year was your training arc. Right, except you know how hard it is to explain to an 11-year-old that that will be the outcome? When <laughs> Did he try to explain that to you? I mean, he tried, but like I, was, I, would, I would go home in tears every Yeah, I mean, I would cry too. Like It's like, this, listen, for a whole year, you're going to do nothing but try to bunt this ball. But if you can't do it next year, you're going to be a fucking god. Right. 
When you're 11, you're like, I want to be a god now. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> put so much pride into athletics, and I, I wasn't athletic, and I desperately wanted to it's be. Like, it's like, oh, look, here's a kid again trying to bunt. Like, yeah. nice job, Matt. Like, And I'm best god. friends with Gumby, who's, like, leading the league and everything. He's just the best yeah. athlete I've ever seen in my life. And it's yeah. like, you know, even uh, the, the, the guys that are, like, my age on the team, like, yeah. Randy was the coach's son. They're not good, but, like, yeah. they're out there swinging every bat. And they're yeah. hitting 300. They're getting like, chances. Yeah, they get to hang their hat on the fact that like, they play baseball they're good at i'm just the asshole who hits nine yeah well i i got to hit seven because apparently like moving people over in the the bottom <laughs> third of the lineup is good but it's like i'm just the asshole that they stick at first base because i have good hands and can't hit yeah that bunts every single bat and i'm literally going home in tears because it's like i'm i'm, I'm not playing the same game my friends are yeah i'm worshiping barry bonds i'm worshiping like yeah. ken griffey i want to be these guys yeah and i don't get to play outfield because i'm fat and slow yeah and i don't get to swing <laughs> man. i suck how okay so, okay, so take me yeah. take me through your 12 year old season i was a god man i showed up at 12 <laughs> and like we started taking bp mr hess had taken over as 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 the head coach uh-huh. and we show up and i'm sure his expectations of me were nothing oh really so like they didn't know how good you No, got, because like sean his son was the best athlete on the team for sure so he was gonna be our number one pitcher mm-hmm. he was probably gonna hit in the three hole or whatever and we show up to bp and usually bp for me is bunting 15 pitches where i bunted the first eight and swung through the next seven yeah and we started off he's like okay square around and bunt and i bunt a couple really good and i got right. good at drag and doing all the shits he's like okay now swing away and he puts in the pitching machine and just launched yeah it's like oh did you wait did where? you know how good you were yet or no yeah, yeah because we used to we used to play home run derby at the pool okay so the, the <laughs> field we played on um when when we were kids yeah. the pool was the only place that we hung out at the summer the, like okay every yeah. day so you played baseball the at the was, pool the field, well the field was right next to the pool the, pub, oh, the public pool had, across the parking lot the public pool had a volleyball court a sand volleyball court uh a public baseball field for minor league yeah a public baseball field for like high school level yeah and then basketball courts oh that sounds fun nobody touched basketball okay um one of the hoops was low got it so the only reason we would go there would be to dunk yeah <laughs> but nobody touched the basketball courts we only we, we coming up man baseball was big yeah, that I, sounds I don't know. so fun it's you and a bunch of your friends there would be like mm-hmm. nine of us or ten of us oh, we would man. split up like teams of five yeah and we play homer derby. derby it was a yeah. blast yeah great but uh yeah we started playing home run derby first and i was just hitting balls into the trees yeah. i'm like wow like where did this what come happened? from yeah yeah like what happened we show up for the season that next year and i'm just like ready yeah uh i hit cleanup all season long Man. i led the league in home runs i hit two home runs the very first the opening day one was a grand slam off of smitty and then um, I also hit two. I think home I runs struck out for the rest of the season. Were they <laughs> good? No, you hit a home run in the tournament oh, of champions. In the tournament of champions, yes. I, 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 I'm gonna the find paper. this cutout. I have yes. it for sure. I made the paper. Uh, him and I. Paper? <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, by the way, every game that you hit a home run in, I hit a home run in also. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Don't steal the twins. No, no, no. You know, you didn't hit one in the opening day. Yeah, I did. did ben Sapinski in the last inning. It was a wall scraper to I right thought, field. I'll never forget this. Oh, maybe you're right. I, I knew that I actually still years have the, later that he would hold this over you, Brian. No, I'm not holding it over him. No, he's not holding it over uh, I still have the ball, though. I, I remember uh, we blew them out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds Smitty, like it. Smitty played for the Yankees. Yankees, yes. That's what we played, the Yankees. Oh, then I didn't hit an opening right, day. Tigers. I hit it off the Tigers. Right, I remember that. Yeah, like, yeah. It took like a few games, and you're like – until you finally got it, and then you then you then you went off. Yeah, I yeah. hit two two that game. I hit one off Giddy, or no, he played for the Pirates. I hit one off Sapinski and uh, whoever their other pitcher was. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> neither here nor there. In the tournament of champions, we were playing in New Kensington versus a team that we didn't know, 
and Lamana hits this home run to put us ahead. Uh, and there's a picture of I hit in front of him, so I think he hit me in. Yeah. Uh, where I'm at the plate, and he comes in, and we got like the Bash Brothers pose. Yeah, you got, you got, the, yeah. you got the bro high five going, the wholesome bro high five. Yeah. But then we ended up like blowing them out. I hit I hit one later in the game. Wow. Uh, man. And here you are now, 12. talking about the first time I got hit by a baseball was the last time I tried to hit a baseball. Me too. Me too, <laughs> actually. I was You're like, I'm done. I'm dead serious. Me I was too. at a batting cage. I somehow leaned into it, hit it, hit me in the head. Oh, in the never head. again. In the, in the head? In the batting cage, the worst. Yeah, mine mine yeah. wasn't a batting cage. I was I'm, terrified of getting hit. You know. yeah. And I got hit like three times in my entire baseball career. Literally, after that day. I never played baseball again. No, I got, oh, yeah. Man. But I didn't, I mean, I still played after, but the first time I got hit by baseball, I think it was like nine or 10. And like this kid played like travel baseball and like Florida baseball, I guess was like pretty good uh, back then. This kid probably feeling like Always. 55 when he was like nine. So like yeah. whatever. Um, and he hit me in the back. Like he just hit me in the back and I was, I was just done. I was like, you know what? Why am I playing this game? <laughs> why, why, am I do, why am I doing this? I'm just gonna go play, I'm just gonna go play a different game. This soccer, basketball, yeah, there's football, like, there's other games. It's so funny, football. man, because like it's it's baseball's small, changed so much. This is a like small, fast baseball. I don't want to get hit by. Why the fuck do I want to get hit by this thing? Exactly. Like, I don't want to get hit by this fucking thing. I want to get hit by people. I, I think that's the separator. <laughs> I think that's the separator between kids who like take it seriously and kids who don't. Like getting over that fear of being hit, because like yeah. you're almost never hit, and nobody ever gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, although I do in high school, uh, Sawyer fouled a ball off his hands. And it came up and hit him right in the nose. It just shattered his nose. Oh. It was fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird. The only injuries that do happen are from like weird, foul balls. Yeah, yeah. Like weird foul it balls. It happened to my catcher in, in college too. He fouled one off the hands and hit him right in the fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. And his whole mouth was just destroyed. Yeah, yeah. like if, when you're 12, they don't throw hard enough. No. Like for you to get hit, unless you get hit in the face. God, oh, it felt at, like they did though. At that time, you understand yeah. that this ain't the shit you want to do. I ain't trying to get hit by this little white ball with this fucking red stitching on it. You guys can keep this shit, all right? Yeah. I'm going to go do something else. Yo, same with lacrosse. Uh, same thing with lacrosse. Keep, lacrosse you guys can keep these white hurt. balls. <laughs> white balls away from me. I'm good. Man, lacrosse, lacrosse ooh, they, they could be bad. Yo, you, that you lacrosse ball? You miss? Like, it's. One of the first injuries that I had uh, when I was younger was also from a baseball when like I just missed a ball like over my head. I was playing catch with my dad. It just hit me straight in the face. Oh. Like, it just hit me straight in the face. I got like stitches like right here across my mm -hmm. face. Not great. I was like, why, why am I doing this? Like, why, why no more I, white balls. Why, just play why football. are you doing No more white We'll just play some just brown play, ball games. Just play right? football. Yo, play the safer sport. <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you doing this? For the fucking glory, What's man. That's for? right. There's no for the glory. glory. There. There's no glory. To get, to get your picture in the paper. God damn right. <laughs> Give it a high five to Berkey. I was convinced I was a, I was a superstar <laughs> as a child. Like, mm -hmm. I put... All of my identity. The thing is, you still, you still think you're a superstar. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I absolutely don't. That's the irony is that like I actually have accomplished something in an industry, and to me, it feels like I've accomplished nothing. But, but like in in junior high and high school, like I was positive that they were going to talk about this for decades to come. It's because we have like such inflated egos that we're the most important. No, no, no. It's, wasn't that, that. it's, just, it's just us talking about it decades ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you just, like, it wasn't like, the inflated ego part. It was that I was sure I was going to make it. Oh. And that they were going to look back and just be like, wow, I knew. They, I like, knew when he was 12. People around you, they yeah. liked, uh, like your high school and stuff. Yeah, like Mr. Smell was like, crusher, crusher. I got to tell you, man, like you're... You're out here. You're doing it. Don't ever let anybody tell you different. It's like, in reality, he should be like, you're too fat. Yeah. You're too short. Your hands are too stubby. You're not going to make shit out of yourself. Maybe you would have done it, actually. Maybe you would have spite no. proven him wrong. 
Uh, no, the only time that that worked was after my senior season. Um, I was like the number one pitcher in the Valley. And... What is this, a karate kid? How big is the Valley? Like... Uh, it's decent a mile? No, it's big no. because it's rural. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very rural. So. You're in Northeast, so the other valley in California is all karate. This right. is baseball. <laughs> right, yeah, this Midwest is all baseball. Valley? Yeah. Um, but I remember the assistant coach at the time, Krieger, who was really nice. He liked me a lot. He was like, you know, are you going to try to play college ball? I was like, yeah, like I don't want to do nothing else. He's like, you should definitely try to play as a first baseman. You have no shot as a pitcher. <laughs> I love I was these like, people. <laughs> and like, I wasn't even upset about it because it's like, I don't want to pitch. Uh, I want to hit, mm -hmm. but I also recognize it's like, well, all of my accolades are in pitching and sure enough, like every college was recruiting me to pitch. Yeah. So I ended up pitching for four years in, in school, but, uh, I wish he was right. I, I wish I could have just went and nothing made me happier than the day the pitchers got to take BP in, in practice. Mm -hmm. It was always such a roll of the eyes for everybody else where the coach would just be like, all right. Uh, pitchers get the hit today. <laughs> pitchers BP day, guys. Uh, get out on the outfield, shag some fucking balls. And you watch like eight guys go up there that haven't swung a bat their entire lives. And they're like spinning themselves into the dirt. But then there's a couple of us who have like been waiting all fucking year for right, this. Like, this is my moment. And my parents just like, just fucking give me one. I swear to all that's holy, I'm going to hit that sorority house across the fucking street. <laughs> Yo. When it, comes, when it comes to sports, nothing like drives me more crazy than soccer being absolutely nothing here and everything upon everything across the ocean. Move. Get the fuck out. Yo, it we is want the you. worst. Get, Get out of here. Get out. I was so good at soccer growing Get up. Get out of here you then. You should have moved. I should have. But you didn't. You're here. My mom was going to take a job as a nurse in Saudi Arabia. Man, imagine. Mm. Imagine <laughs> what would have happened if we would have sent Conrad to Saudi Arabia. To play soccer. He would have been getting it popping in Saudi Arabia. Yo. He would have a tab with a sheik right yeah. now. Do you know what my I don't think that's tab? a good tab to have. I don't know. Uh, you know what a sheik... All I'd have to do is shit on his chest to wipe it. Yeah. <laughs> or get you to do it. You mean get me to do it. I, I don't just do that for free. Well, he can cut you in and put it on the tab. You're cutting me in. I don't, I don't need a middleman to shit on what a chest. You? No, but he needs you to wipe the tab. Yeah, I well, feel that's like, not my problem. Guys, I feel like there needs to be some context in this shit chest story. We've given, we've given it in previous episodes. They can we? go back. Oh, okay. They can go back. You can go back and find There it. is allegedly a sheik amongst the uh, the high rollers that pays women to shit on his chest. Yep. Or Specifically Instagram models. Well, you don't want a uggo doing it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you You're nice... getting your chest shit I on. Mean, well, yeah, but you want a nice manicured butthole. You, you know, you want to really want no enjoy that, that turd game. Can, can, <laughs> can we be done? I, I, I'm done with this one. You got to make sure it's a bleached asshole. I don't bro. know. I don't know what's going on, man. We've been going for too long. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you guys for letting me rant about baseball for one day. Yep. This is the happiest I've been yeah. since we started this really? podcast. I want really everybody has. to take note. Every time they come in here and Landy goes, Matt's down bad. Matt's down sad. It's because we're not talking baseball, man. Today he was up glad. <laughs> Melissa was supposed to go home early today. She I'm left an hour I don't know ago. why I came today. <laughs> Melissa, did, Melissa did go home. Early. You can jump she in anytime you want. They wore tight well, pants. I have nothing to say. But I don't of know course. what you guys are talking about. I mean, about. they wore tight pants. You know, butts and stuff. Yeah, but and then you'll say, stop changing the subject. No, 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 no. You can change the subject within the realm. Just don't start talking about, like, you know, butts on George Michael. It doesn't apply. Oh. 
Too late for that. A, a guy with two first Hopefully names. Hopefully we don't have another me. episode like this. She had a Wayne poster R. growing up for sure. <laughs> Listen, he gets one. So did What episode is this of the podcast? 75? Today? Yeah. 78. 78. Wow, we're so See, old. It's, okay, so we've had 78 episodes. He gets one of these. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. let me have my minute. Yeah. We're so yeah, old, guys. It. We'll get to Let's, do it again when the World next, Series starts. Yeah, World Series. Let's and just then take next a moment year. and realize we are 78 episodes in. And fucking yeah. crushing it. That's yeah. a fucking lot we're of episodes. We're like two and a half it. months old. All right, come on, guys. Let's give it up to ourselves. That's right. We're here every fucking yeah, we're tri- yeah. we're here. Guapo so is the unsung hero. Nice yes. work, Guapo. 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 On the switches. I still don't believe you're the age you say you are. You're not the age you say you are. There's no way. Anyways. We're going to have to get a camera on him one day and just... Hold the audience, see yeah. what How old what is this man? Mm-hmm. How, old How old is this, is this man? man? How old is this man? All right, that's going to wrap it for today's show. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for entertaining my baseball talk. I, I like talking shop every once in a while. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment below. Give us your tales of Little League. Yes. Who your favorite all-star was growing up. Uh, what you think about the modern-day era and the Home Run Derby. Or hell... Let us know what you think about Landon running it with threes every goddamn chance he gets. <laughs> Bro, I know what these people think about me when I no, run we, this we stuff with threes. We went over. Burke, right. Let's give him his respect. Deuces through fours. That's true. That's true. It's right. not every pair. It's just the lowest ones. They unblock me. I'm not going to talk yeah. about it. Just, <laughs> good night, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Reminder, uh, we do still have four seats open for the Poker Out Loud Academy. we got to fill them, so I'm here to plug it. Uh, head over to academy.solve4y.io if you want to check that out. Appreciate you guys so much for the support. Smash that like button on your way out. Don't forget to subscribe, and we will see you again at noon tomorrow. Peace.